Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. With recent rains, harvest has been ground to a halt or slow crawl. Last Monday night's rain and wind has toppled a lot of corn here locally. Two to four inches of rain, 30 mile an hour winds. Luckily, most of the area, I would say, is 75% done with corn. Some growers have finished corn and have now turned their focus to beans. For some of that 25% of corn that's left to come out, though, it's going to be a crawl to the finish line after Monday's storm. Harvest loss this year is one for the record books. You know, we'd like to see corn losses around that one and a half, two bushel most years. This year, the average is 7 to 10 bushel of corn on the ground. We've measured as high as 30 bushel harvest loss. The combination of very dry corn, poor test weights, rubbery cobs, and poor standability make it a challenge to control this loss. The harvest teams out there, you have to continue monitoring this loss as these conditions deteriorate. This corn going flat adds another dimension to the harvest lost. But we've been able to cut these losses in half with some adjustments. As you know, working with your deck plate settings and header and ground speeds are big in adjusting for reduced head shatter in this dry corn, as well as some of the technology available today like putting brushes on your gathering chains. In the dry corn, of course, uh, and the down stuff, the uh, reels and the end cones are making a big difference. Getting that even flow through the machine, which makes it easier to manage the threshing loss as well. A couple of things we are seeing working with growers as we try to cut this harvest loss. As combine speeds have slowed down due to the down corn, Header speeds must come down as well. Header speeds running too fast are going to be tearing a lot of this corn out of the ground and bringing root ball and all into the machine. In some cases, we've had to change drive sprockets on the head to get it slow enough. In the down corn, of course, you must open up your stripper plates to get flow into the head. If you time your gathering chain paddles so they're opposing each other instead of staggered, it along with opening up your deck plates is helping the flow and reducing the amount of corn pulled out of the ground and of course that helps the flow into the head. I know we stagger the paddles for high capacity but there's no need for high capacity in this down corn. Now take your ear savers off especially if they're the stiff ones. The other thing we found, tipping the head a little nose down, getting the gathering chains a little closer to the ground is definitely helping in the feed of this down corn. Set the head speed slightly ahead of the ground speed. Now the emphasis here is on slightly. What you'll see is the head will tug at the corn a little bit towards the head. This is picking up those down ears off the ground and giving you a better chance of getting them into the head. Believe it or not, head shatter is going down with this down corn, one due to the speed and the fact that you're running more trash or residue through the combine.
Again, with more trash going through the combine, you need to watch your separation loss. Last, check the direction of travel and how much loss. No one likes harvesting one way, but this year it may be well worth it. Some guys have said, at some point, Ken, you just get frustrated and you said, let's make a run for the finish line and get this over with. But with a little more effort, we can cut this harvest loss by 10, 15 bushel. That's 50 to $75 an acre payback for this effort, not to mention a lot less volunteer corn uh, issues for next year. If, as harvest is finishing up, a lot of lime and fertilizer is going on. And many of you guys have asked, what do we do with these high cost of fertilizer this fall? And as we've told many of you on the phone, you know, we recommend you take last year's prices for corn and beans, as well as last year's fertilizer prices, and figure out how many bushel of corn and beans it took to buy or pay for the removal rates of P and K. And then compare that to this year's prices. And for many of you, as we've helped you run the numbers, it takes about the same amount of bushels this year as it did last year. Meaning in bushels, there hasn't been a big change or as big a change as one might think. One thing I have to say though, with this way of thinking, you must sell some of the crop for next year to cover this cost. Letting it ride and end up selling $3.75 corn doesn't work too well on the equation. When we're in a year where we can't make the numbers work to hold a profit, that's when we want to think about stepping on the brakes on the fertilizer dollars. If you step on the brakes in the profitable years, there may not be enough fertility reserve to let you do that in the non-profitable years without reducing yield. There are no guarantees fertilizer prices will be cheaper next year or the year after. Plot, har plot harvest was slowed but uh, with the wet weather, but it's back in full swing this week. I took out a double spray fungicide plot this morning up at Grand Ridge uh, with uh, Tom and Lucas Hill. A single spray um, fungicide averaged 260. Spraying another pass 21 days later, uh, averaged 272 with a point uh, wetter moisture. So definitely some coroner to pay that bill. We had a 4R plot where we looked at planter applied fertility and how it responded to three different varieties. And it was, uh, as you'd kind of expect, the G and L1 varieties had strong responses to planter fertility while the L2 hybrids had little to no response to planter fertility. Took out another fixed flex plot up at the Grand Ridge area. Uh, the 22,000 side of the plot averaged right at 200 bushel. The 36,000 at 248, ranging from 226 to 270. In the same area, a planting date plot where the grower quit planting on May 5th, leaving strips of unplanted in the field and then he went to planting beans came back on may 21st and finished up the unplanted strips the may 5th strips averaged 16 bushel better than the may 21st strips putting the loss at a bushel a day for the delayed planting i am surprised it wasn't more the way these earlier corns are beating the later corns in the tar spot issues or the tar spot areas in many areas, we've got over 70% of the beans yet to harvest. 
With the past rain delays, our good bean cutting days are now getting numbered. We know that anywhere around the corner here, we could have snow. We've seen snow on Halloween, and Halloween's not far, that far away. So my recommendation is we now must go into the mode where every hour counts, which means combining down corn in the morning and switching to beans uh, when they'll cut, switching back to corn at night, being ready to take another swing at the corn in the morning. And I know this is not very exciting, but again, guys, we've seen snow here and Halloween, first week of November, and that's just around the corner. For you guys finishing up, maybe now's a good time to look for a neighbor in need of help of finishing. A little neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor, uh, help going on out there could go a long way this year to get this one in the books. Guys are cleaning up the soil testing as fast as you're calling them in, so don't forget to call. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.